I have a riddle for you this morning. Here it goes. What is wasted on the young, yet longed for by the old? Have an idea? The answer I was thinking was youth. And if that's what you were thinking, then you and George Bernard Shaw would get along real well. The Irish playwright best known for his play Pygmalion once lamented in his 70s, youth is a wonderful thing. It's a pity it has to be wasted on the young. Typically, when you're younger, the younger that you are, the more the creativity and imagination colors your look on life. There's so much to marvel at, the magic of wonder all around. Have you ever found yourself daydreaming about what it would be like to be a kid again, even if it was just for a minute? Now, I'm not really talking about being a kid in the sense of not having as much responsibility or longing to be a kid again so you can have that energy of a three-year-old, which let me tell you, that is a ton of untapped potential. The amount of energy in a three-year-old could run a hundred cities. But <laughs> what I'm talking about is looking at life through the lens of a child. When we're young, life is full of magic. There's so much that defies explanation and exceeds understanding. As a result, the world is this magical, awe-inspiring, glimmering place. But the older we get, the more that we know, the more that we see the explanations behind things, little by little, life loses its luster, right? Do you think this same phenomenon could happen to us when it comes to grace? Now, around the treasure of Jesus so much that do we get desensitized? Do we lose the value, the majesty that it is that God loves us undeservedly and wholeheartedly? Does our insider status to this grace begin to cloud the breathtaking wonder of God's love for you and me? If that's happening, how then, in those moments, do we regain the magic of grace? Such hard questions are weighing down the heart and mind of the Queen of Sheba, too. In fact, that's where we run into her today. She needed answers desperately. As she worked on her state craft, she kept running into situations where she had no idea how to handle it. She would ask her advisors, looking to external sources, to try to find answers to these questions. She would go within her own mind, her own psyche, internal sources to try to find answers, but she kept on running on empty, coming up short, feeling lost. She was grasping at whatever straw she could to find that wisdom she knew she needed, but just couldn't seem to find it. That all changed one day when she heard a report about this king in Israel who was known for his wisdom and this God called the Lord who is beyond understanding. If the reports were true, this was where she could finally find those answers, those hardest of questions that she was dealing with. And yet I wonder if in the back of her mind she had doubts about it all. Maybe this would just be yet another dead end, another disappointing failure another resource that just didn't quite give her the answers she needed. What about you? 
What kind of hard questions are weighing down your heart and mind this morning? What questions are running through your mind that no matter what source you turn to, external or internal, you just seem to keep on coming up short, not finding the clarity that you know you desperately need, the wisdom you know you can't live without? Now, anytime there's a big enough gap between what we can observe with our senses and understand with our minds, it stops us dead in our tracks. It has a profound effect on us. You know, in our culture, explaining the unexplainable has kind of become a part of the fabric, right? It's the expected. Science will give us all the answers. Science will solve all of life's riddles. Reason will triumph over religion. And don't get me wrong, both science and reason are both awe-inspiring gifts, astonishing gifts of our God. But has science and reason dimmed the magic of God's grace in your heart and mind? And we live in the age of Google. Like we talked about in the children's message, not just with Google Maps, but all you have to say is, hey Google, into your phone, you can find the answers to just about any question you can imagine. But when it comes to the hardest and deepest and most meaningful questions of life, like who am I? What is my purpose? Where am I going? You're not going to find your answers in Google. See, you and I, we know the one to whom we should run to find these answers that we're seeking. And yet sometimes that sinful center of self leads us to question if the magic of grace really does have the answers we need. If God's wisdom really will shine a light on who we are and his purpose for us. And I wonder if the Queen of Sheba was having similar doubts about if she would ever get those answers she was looking for. And maybe she was even wondering if she'd have enough Enough to carry on, enough to give to Solomon to purchase the wisdom that she knew she desperately needed. Was the Lord really as transcendent as she had heard he was? Was Solomon really as wise as he was build, built up to be? Would she really come away with the answers she needed? Would this Super Bowl parade size entourage of camels, rubies, gold, and every other treasure you could probably think of, would that be enough? to purchase the wisdom that she knew she couldn't live without. You know, it's a decidedly human thing to think that our treasures can earn anything from God. I know for many of us this morning, we've been insiders of God's grace, maybe before we can even remember not. Maybe you were baptized right when you were born. Maybe you became a Christian when you were five or six, whatever it may be. Has this insider status clouded the magic of grace. We know the dictionary definition of grace. It's God's undeserved love. And yet, have you ever found yourself when you beat a temptation thinking that maybe we had something to do with that? Maybe there's more than just the magic of grace involved. Now, here's what I mean about all this. Though none of us here today would say that the magic of grace isn't enough, right? None of us here would say that it's on us to gain heaven. None of us would say that we have any role in that. And have you ever found yourself getting more excited about getting a sale on Amazon or your favorite team winning, getting more excited about that than about the fact that God's grace has washed over you, has taken away your sins, has given you heaven? 
Is it possible that you and I have gotten so used to the treasure of God's grace that our treasures of wealth and abilities and knowledge seem to shine a little bit more brightly, seem to have a little bit more luster, seem to be more shining and more awe-inspiring than the grace of God? Could it be that being an insider of grace has made us forget what the magic of grace means to an outsider? The Queen of Sheba definitely felt like an outsider. She pours out her heart to Solomon. She holds nothing back. Every topic that had caused her confusion and discomfort, she brings it up. And now she was sitting there wondering, now that she had put it all on the table, would she get the answers she was looking for? Or would this incredibly long trip be a bust? Solomon collects his thoughts, takes a deep breath, proceeds to answer every single one of the questions that she had put in front of him. There's no situation too convoluted to unwind. There was no stone left unturned. He covered all the topics, all the material, and he answered them with his God-given gift of wisdom. It tells us something about God's wisdom. Our theme today is that this child, this Jesus that we believe in, he's the light for all nations. And that's true. There's no darkness that's left unblinded by the light of God's wisdom. Solomon's wisdom brought clarity in a whole new way, and it immediately changed everything that the queen saw. Now she looks around at Solomon's majestic temple. She sees just how glorious his officials are. She sees his devoted servants. But there was one thing that was more jaw-dropping than them all, more breathtaking than anything else. Did you catch it there in 1 Kings 10? The burnt offering Solomon made at the temple, that, that is what made her stop in her tracks. It was that humble worship of the Lord that put everything into perspective. Like Solomon wrote in Psalm 72, the Lord alone does marvelous deeds. It's the Lord alone who holds the ultimate wisdom in this world. The queen saw the magic of grace and it illuminated everything. She saw the true treasure of the Lord. All the reports and stories that seemed far too good to be true, that seemed fabricated, have been proven to be completely and utterly authentic. As an outsider, she stood amazed at the Lord. She couldn't believe that God's people got to hear this wisdom of God every single day. No wonder she called the servants blessed. She knew what it was like to be on the outside looking in, to have all these questions and yet not know the answers. And she looked at these servants and was just stunned. They got to be around God's wisdom day in and day out to know the Lord's purpose and plan for this world. She knew that with God's wisdom, everything in life looked different. You know, those, those servants were around Solomon every single day. They saw the sacrifices that he made. They saw how much the light of the Lord was in him. And yet, did they become desensitized to God too? Did they lose that magic of grace? Could such questions be asked of us too? And if that has happened to us, if we have found ourselves in life losing just how majestic of a treasure God's grace is, how do we regain that magic again? We'll find the answer in another riddle. Here it goes. Who is greater than Solomon, according to Matthew 12, 42, 
and yet considered himself less than a servant. I'll give you a hint. It starts with a J. Now, page ahead to 1 Kings 11, and you'll see that despite Solomon's wisdom, despite knowing all the answers, Solomon stopped asking the right questions. Questions like, am I serving God by doing this? Is this bringing me closer in my relationship to God? Is this what's best for my people and for my family? It's tragic to see how far he fell. He drifted away from the light of the Lord and found himself lost in the darkness of sin. But there's a different king who's far wiser than Solomon, who knows every answer to the deepest questions you have in life, who's always here for you. He's the king who led the Magi to lay their treasures at his toddler feet. He's the king who alone can regain the magic of grace in your life. In our modern world, so dischanted and magicless, there's a God who defies explanation and exceeds understanding. It has nothing to do with supernatural events or the suspension of nature's laws, no. Rather, God puts his wisdom on display as he builds his church. As with everything else in life, insiders have an advantage. The deserving have a leg up. Order is determined by aptitude. But with Christ, it's just the opposite. You and I know that full well. The insiders and the elite are too comfortable with the status quo to see what God is doing in their midst. Meanwhile, God moves heaven and earth to bring those who are furthest away from him, the ones who are least deserving, like you and me. He does everything it takes that we can meet his son face to face in the word, that one day we can meet him face to face in heaven. It's not up to us to make a months-long trip like the Magi or the Queen of Sheba to regain this magic of grace. No, grace personified already made the longest trip of all time, going from heaven, the perfection and the holiness that was there, to the sin-infected world of sin. He traveled that great distance, that great expanse for you. Even though we had nothing to offer him but our closed fists of sadness and sin, he would open our hands to give us a treasure that will never perish, spoil, or fade. Even when you and I seek to understand or explain the unexplainable, even when we think that we can find the answers to life on our own, Jesus stays right next to us. He never leaves our side. In fact, Jesus loves nothing more than to carve out time in his schedule to talk one-on-one with you in the Bible and to hear you lay all your requests and concerns before him through prayer. Just like the queen poured out her heart to Solomon, Jesus wants you to do the same with him. And just like the queen lost her breath, literally her breath was taken away when she heard Solomon's answers, your breath will be taken away too when you hear about the grace that God has for you, the love and compassion that Jesus longs to give you. So when the magic of grace loses its luster, there's one place for us to run, to see it shine anew even brighter than before. We see Jesus through the eyes of the Magi by faith. And when we see him by faith, the wisdom of God in the flesh, you see him for who he really is. You stop trying to explain the unexplainable, but rather, you look at life with the eyes of childlike faith. And the magic of grace envelops everything you do. You see the magic of God's all-encompassing forgiveness, his profound wisdom and intelligence, and the delight he has in you, his dear child. No, Solomon's wisdom, 
was enough to draw the Queen of Sheba away from country and home and family, how much more can the wisdom of Jesus and the grace of God not draw us away from everything else that entangles us, anything that holds us back? How can we not give the very best we have to offer to serve our Lord with joy? Because of the magic of grace we have and the treasure of hope he so richly lavished on us. See, through the Bible, we see how Jesus has uncovered us. He's given us that incredible grace vision and our treasures have truly become his. And so we lay our trophies of wealth and ability and knowledge at his feet. We ask him to take our lives and let it be consecrated to him. It's that magic of grace that we see in everyday moments. It is grace magic when your child asks you for forgiveness. That's not something they can do on their own. It's something where the Spirit can lead them to do. It's the magic of grace when you have, a content, you have a very content life. That when God answers your prayers differently than the way you wanted him to, you have hope and joy, even if it's not quite what you were looking for. It's the wonder of grace. And you stop trying to justify yourself. Instead, you live life as a child of God. That that identity really does encapsulate who you are. You don't let other people or even your own psyche define you. You let Jesus do that. That's the identity that makes you like Paul, to be a light in this dark world. See, it's the magic of grace that sees the mundane as majestic. That's the beautiful thing about Christianity, is that God seeks to reach you in the most ordinary situations. Even something as simple as eating and drinking, that can be done to the glory of God. There's not a single thing that you do in life that doesn't have the potential to show love to God and to be a light to others. It's that magic of grace that motivates you to do everything to the glory of God. It's in that unexplainable and unseen hope of Jesus that you find the energy and joy to live and breathe each day. To walk, not as so many do, with hopelessness and despair, but with joy and determination. As you experience life this week in a world constantly looking for meaning, you know where meaning is found. You're a child of God. And that really says it all. Because by faith, you see the magic of grace all around you. And once you see it, you can't help but see everything else in your life through it. This magic of grace will be with you. This magic of grace will lead you home. It's in that home where you'll find the unexplainable eternal love of Jesus that will always define you. It's in that home where we will lay our trophies at his feet. And in turn, he'll place a crown of life on your head. God be with us until that glorious day. Amen. And to him who is able to keep you from falling, and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be all glory, majesty, power, and authority. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen.